Hello everyone, and welcome back to Agents of Damned, our Let's Play D&D podcast featuring myself, your sometimes benevolent, often malevolent dungeon master, Jordan Roman. And as always, I am joined by my fellow players. Hey guys, I'm Katie, and I play C. Hey everyone, I'm Christina, and I play Wintera. And I'm Drew McLean, and by the craven craziness of Bahamut's canonical cartouche... I play the good Dr. Arlo Aegon. Eat my entire ass. No, I thank you. Had this conversation it earlier. seems dirty. I am very clean, thank you, sir, and you will do well to respect that. Oh, fun fact for the viewers, at, not viewers, listeners, listeners at home. We have a YouTube. Uh, a cartouche is a, a set of hieroglyphs, like kind of all arranged together, uh, usually denoting the reign of a king. So it actually works there. Because that's what a cartouche is, Jordan. So so, so we're just deciding, rather than I said the wrong thing, that Big Beggy was instead presenting food to you guys on ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics. Yeah, that um, makes sense. I guess that works. Therefore denoting the existence of Egypt in the Forgotten Realms. Yep, fucking deal with that, Jordan. Look <laughs> what you did. What you did to yourself. Oh my god. Uh, fuck it, we already have TGI Fridays, why not? <laughs> <laughs> what else is different? I mean, canonically, Bahama has a cartouche now. Anyway. You guys ready to uh, get back to the proper quest now that you guys are done with your Feywild fuckery? I'd like a recap first. God, you're so needy. Fine, I'll see what I can do. Last time, the agents were forced to face memories from their past, but not quite as they actually happened. While most of the agents were able to remember their true past, Quintera seemed to remember figures reminiscent of her allies from key moments in her past, and gained an eerie suspicion of Bookworm's invisibility. After the final trial, everyone returned to Lady Titania's main hall. Despite everyone clearing the trials, only Arlo received the blessing of the Fae, causing Wintera to be momentarily overcome by a sweeping feeling of jealousy. The agents quickly left to return to the material plane and resume their original mission. As Arlo opened the portal, the agents berated her, saying that she needed to face her daughter and not let her fear of the unknown control her actions. After Arlo claimed she still wasn't ready to face her family, the agents returned to the material plane in a far less gleeful mood than they had first arrived in. Upon returning, Bookworm informed everyone that she knew of her old friend's lair, and that they should continue their search there. And thus, we resume our tale. So you are all still roughly outside of the portal area. It is the four of you, plus young Oliver, and a freshly arrived Sibo. So Seth is the only one that knows what Bookworm has set up to this point, right? I believe Arlo got the gist of it, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, I think I got, like, the like bits and bobs of it. But yes, I do. I also do not believe you have said any of this out loud yet, so. Yeah, uh, so I'll go ahead and inform everyone about what's going on. 
and what we need to do based on Bookworm's instruction. Okay, well, before we go anywhere, and Rintari turns and she looks at Oliver and she's just like, you can't come with us. You need to stay here with Mom. But but I haven't seen you that much. And this sounds cool. It's also dangerous, little buddy. We can't have you getting hurt. You just woke up. You guys said the same thing about the Fae place, and that was fine. When Tara looks and she gives Seth a look like, don't step in, this is mine. And she turns and she's crouched down and she gets like right up in Oliver's face. And she's just like, Longtooth promise that you stay here and let mom and dad keep watch over you. It's very dangerous and I don't want you getting hurt. Oliver sits there for a moment and then kind of just pouts like, I hate when you make me do the long tooth promise. <laughs> she just like gently like tugs his tooth for a second and then ruffles his hair. And it's just like, you'll be safe and I can't deal with what would happen if you got hurt. You need to stay here. <sighs> okay, I long to promise. Good. So what exactly does that mean? It means that he's going to stay here. Why Why does it matter? Why do you care? Well, I'm... General curiosity? I mean, I'm not gonna lie, given, like, your family's history, I assume that, like, a long tooth promise means if you break it, like, you get to eat their teeth or something. Why would we eat their teeth? Y'all eat knees. That's perfectly okay, normal. It's 100% not. Uh, Alright, maybe we should just go ahead and get a move on? Yeah, let's just get rolling. My goodness, you are all a far more somber lot than I remember you last time. What do you mean, last time? Um. Can we stop maybe provoking and poking the damn bear and get moving? Oh, fine, fine, fine. Literally poking the bear. Seba <laughs> puts down the stick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you guys make your way back towards the forest of lost giants. As you guys are heading back that way, Sibo turns to all of you and says, So by the way, how have you been enjoying the magic items I gave you all? Oh yeah! We have, uh, used them. Roll deception. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be... A 13. He, his facial expression doesn't change, but his eyes speak a thousand words. He knows you're full of shit. You gave us magical items? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember anything about these items. What are you talking about? Safe looking through her little bag of, of holding. No, remember, guys, you gave us the, um, the, um. You know, it honestly hurts more when you lie. I don't remember anything about this, honestly. The, the, the wings of the Valka? The, the busy apparatus? The star bomb? Star bomb? The, the little orb that uh, uses... Oh, that one... Wintera, remember that one thing you got that, like, as soon as you realized it used fire, you were like, absolutely not? Fire? Why would you give me something that does fire? Uh, you're a lost cause. You, Doctor, I... You seem very excited about... Why would you not use the wings of the Valka? 
you said it with advanced medical technology. I was hoping to get some data on, like, field testing and stuff. That's why I agreed to come out here. Um, I'm really good at making sure they don't, like, go down just on my lonesome. Also, I got this going on, and he, like, shows the, like, the back tattoo that he got from Nelg. Like, they let me fly for real. You've never used that either, in all honesty. Well, yeah, I have. Y- yes, no, you haven't. Oh! Now, remember that time with the, the we were in the, the knoll den, and then that big old hole it opened up? What hole? Oh, oh okay, I remember. Remember, we met Sniffs, and he like he did that whole like lever thing. Wait a minute! No, you didn't cool. get us out of there. Uh, 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 the the. Uh, no, I didn't get you out of there. I'm saying like I used I used my wings then to like uh, slow my fall. What are you guys talking about? Montero, do you not remember any of our adventures together? I, I mean, I remember you guys. What are you? But what are you talking about? Montero, real quick. Roll me a perception check. 16. You hear something rustling in the bushes behind you. What's going on there? Who's there? It's Kurt Russell, the bush rustler. It, it is not. (laughs) (laughs) Amazingly, no, I'm afraid your guess is in fact factually incorrect. (laughs) Uh, But as you turn... There is no response. What? She goes over and she's going to, like, look through the bushes. You do not see anything. There was something here. What What was that sound? Wintera, are you okay? Of course I'm okay. Hey, Wintera, what's the name of that one little plinky instrument you like to play? Plinky instrument? Both of you roll me insight. I rolled a one. Safe does not does not pass the insight check. She only rolled a nine. That actually does pass, believe it or not. It's not a hard huh. DC. It was a very low DC. Not one low, but low. <laughs> Alright. Drew, as far as you are concerned, Wintera is just being Wintera. Just, you know, whatever. This is just her. Uh, Katie, Safe, on the other hand, realizes... There is definitely something weird. She seems jumpy. Oh, wait. We don't do natural ones or natural 20s on skill checks, do we? No. What's your bonus to insight? A plus eight. I'm a cleric. <laughs> then you also catch this. God damn it. I forgot. And this is why I have that rule. So, yeah, you, you both clock that she's oddly jumpy, and the fact that she is having a difficult time remembering things is a bit odd. Hey, Wintera, uh, hypothetically, if you were a duplicate, would you tell me? If I was a duplicate? Why Why are you talking about duplicates? Wintera, roll a d20 for me. Nine. Okay. You guys are acting so weird. We're acting weird? Yes, you're acting weird. Wintera, you can't remember half of our adventures together. Wintera, roll another perception check. 26. You actually see movement behind Arlo and Saith as they are harassing you. She, like, pushes past both of them. She's like, look, there's the movement again. Arlo All and right. Saith, roll me a perception check. That's going to be a 17. And I got an 18. You two don't see anything. What? 
damn, son. Can I use investigation to explore the area and try to figure out what's wrong? Yeah, do it. All right, perfect. While this is going on, Wintero, roll me another d20. 19. Okay. And then I got a 18. So as you investigate the area safe, you realize it's not that you didn't see what Wintera saw. There's no sign of anything. There's nothing here. Wintera suddenly turns around and looks and she's just like, I bet it was Bookworm. She's the one that can turn invisible. I, I'm sorry, what? Bookworm looks shocked as you say that, and even a little hurt. Okay, Wintera, I think you need to sit down. Roll a d20. What do you mean I need to sit down? Why is this relevant information now? Two. I'm sorry, one more time, please. Two. Okay. Quintera, as they continue to question you on what is going on, a thought enters your mind. Why are they asking me all this? Don't they see the threats there? Yes. Are they also? I don't know who these people are. But I'm not safe here. They may be out to get me. I need to defend myself. As you look at these strangers who are harassing you. I I don't even know who you are. Get get away from me. And she shifts. I wanna cast banishment on Wintera. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a net. We could just throw the net on her. <laughs> I wanna cast banishment on Wintera. <laughs> okay. You start to cast the spell. And as you ready it, it fizzles out. As though it was counterspelled. Oh, this isn't good. Wintera, you see this dragonborn attempt to cast a spell in your direction, and you think, I knew it, I knew it. They're the ones who are trying to get me. Stop it. The only way I can As this thought screams in your mind, Wintera, you immediately let out a guttural cry as a black aura envelops you. Everyone else is pushed back at least 60 feet. Sibo, you see, smacks into a tree and immediately falls unconscious. No longer necessary for this scene. Fair enough. Wonderful. What you all witness happening to Wintera is rotted vines crawling out from underneath her shifted form as they begin to envelop her, turning into a dark tree. The tree itself binds her arms and legs and covers the top side of her head, leaving only her snarled maw remaining. You see six limbs form into long, dark hands. And 
this creature before you lets out a horrid noise. <laughs> Everyone roll initiative. 15. 10. 17. Okay, so... As you all look at this horrid visage of the person you once knew to be, Winterra, you see that the arms lash out at all of you at initiative 20. All of you make me a dexterity saving throw. I got a four. I got a 17. You are the only one who passed. About book. Oh. What did I say? Yep, you're the only one who passed. Uh huh. As these trees lash out at you, say you manage to dodge out of the way of them, but Arlo is too caught off guard, and Bookworm also is unable to react in time as you both take. Damn, I rolled well. 15 slashing damage. Bookworm is. Next in the initiative order. But at this point, she is too frozen in fear to do anything. So she is simply going to hold an action for the time being. Arlo, you're up. I would like to cast Banishment on Winterra. <laughs> yes, because this went so well last time. No kidding. If you're going to counterspell every spell I do, then it is pointless what I do regardless, so I'm going to cash banishment on Winterra. Alright, alright, alright. Well, since I'm not just trying to get to the point where I can do a thing, I'm actually going to do this one proper this time, because I also forgot banishment's a fourth level spell. Yeah. Yeah, it is. In all fairness, you didn't call me on it, so... There's no fairness to that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know... So that is a DC 11 and a 15 on the die. Sorry, it fizzles again. Uh, roll me an either Insight or Arcana on that one, though. It's going to be a 21. It's not Winterra doing it. Well, that's helpful. The area that Saith looked into in order to see what Winterra was finding didn't have any signs of anyone where Winterra found it. But she also didn't roll that high, so. There's a possibility that elsewhere in this area, there may be someone else who may be on Winterra's side. Are there any other actions you would like to take? Um, nope. Okay, safe, you're up. Alright. So, I'm going to use my grappling hook to get up there into the tree and try to cut Winterra out of it. Okay. As you leap up into this tree, you realize that there is some form of excretion on this tree itself and you are stuck to it. Cool. Is she just auto-stuck to it, or does she have to make, like, a grab? There's no kind of save for that? She can roll to escape. But, no, it is... It is an automatic thing. 
Does a 19 make it? With a 19, you are able to rend yourself from it, but you realize that any sort of direct physical thing, you will have to deal with that adhesive nature. Okay. All right. I will say that can be a movement, for fairness's sake. But you are now also reg up on this thing. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so I'm going to take that last movement to back away <laughs> to a safe distance. I'm guessing that means you're going to bonus action dash? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, that means it does get an opportunity attack on you. That's fair. Does a 16 hit you? It does not. Okay, you narrowly manage to av- avoid one of these arms as it claws at you. It just barely scratches the area in front of you, but you manage to get out of it unscathed. Thank God for that ring of protection that I bought last time. Yeah, no kidding. It gave me that one point because 16 is my AC. Oh my. Is that going to be it for you? Don't touch the tree! Whatever you do, just don't do it. It's not a fun time. Got it. (laughs) Okay. Tara, we find you in a separate space entirely. It is pitch black. You look around and have no idea where you are. Or who you are. Everything is just a haze. And from what we, the Augians, can see, Runeterra is not her usual self. She is as she was as a little girl. You wander around for a moment, unsure of anything. And then the voices start. You cannot trust you As this is going on, roll me a wisdom saving throw. Seventeen. As all of this is happening, there is one voice in particular that does manage to reach out to you. The voice that you hear, you don't recognize it exactly, but it does sound eerily familiar in a way you can't quite place. Do not be afraid, child. Face the darkness. And that's for right now is where we will leave that at. We are now back up to the top of the initiative order. Once again at initiative 20, you all see the ground underneath you all begin to upend as vines shoot out at all of you. And I need you all to make me strength saving throws this time. Oh man, too bad I'm not strong as fuck. What is my strength saving throws? <laughs> That's a great statement to make after going I'm strong as fuck. 
<laughs> I am the beefiest boy. But how beefy am I? I don't remember on top of my head how beefy I am, but that's a fucking 17. I got a dirty 20. This time, you all see the vines, and while some of them do manage to latch onto you, you guys are able to rip free from all of them, and you are not restrained by this creature. Are we all also flexing really hard? Yes, it is like you are all supermodels out of a... Amer- like a... I don't know, a muscle man calendar, whatever those are called. I'm cultured. If I may, yes. they are channeling Jockbird energy. Yes, you all have big Jockbird energy right now. Somewhere out there in the multiverse, Jockbird looks down upon us and smiles and gives us a thumbs up with his talon. In the Feywild <laughs> aviary where they all reside, they all simultaneously salute. Jockbird, Jockbird, Jockbird. <laughs> I imagine they work like Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, a- ab- absolutely. <laughs> if the birdies cheer is to be believed, then yes, that is accurate. <laughs> it is now Bookworm's turn. And she is going to attempt an ice knife. And unlike with the banishment spells... Before, this time it goes through, so it seems like magic may be on the table again. Neat. Yeah, no, I I never stock infinite counter spells. That's a dick move. When Tara, do you happen to remember how Ice Knife works off the top of your head? I did not I have do, that. I do, and I always have it prepped. Excellent. Read it for me, please. I think Ice Knife, um, when you throw it, it like throws a nice party for your friends and nothing bad happens. I think that's what it says on the on the spell. Thank you, a I'm, liar. I'm sure. You create a shard of ice and fling it at one creature, make a ranged spell attack. On a hit, they take 1d10 piercing. Hit or miss, the shard then explodes. The target and each creature within 5 feet of the point where the ice exploded must succeed on a deck save or take 2d6 cold at higher levels. When you cast with a second level or higher, the cold damage increases by 1d6 for each slot above first. Okay. So... Bookworm just cast it at the basic second level. It's the first level. As I said, she cast it at the basic first level. <gasps> Definitely what good I job. said. Good job. Good job. I'm I'm very good at this. It does hit, but it also manages to sort of form a cocoon around the exposed part of Winterra, so the ice does not get through, but the knife most certainly did. That is now going to be safe. Thais is going to use Thaumaturgy, and uh, she's going to turn her voice into Holly's. Interesting. Mm -hmm. What do you say? This is going to be super fucked up when she comes to. I hope you realize that she's like this is not going to be good like later. Right, because this is going so well now. <laughs> Come home, Wintera. Come home to us. Wintera, roll me a wisdom saving throw. 15. You hear another faint whisper from within the inky black abyss. You don't quite know who or what it is, but it sounds it sounds familiar and somehow a little comforting. 
and that will have a future impact when we get back to you. But for now, Seth, was there anything else that you wanted to do as I now look at my initiative and realize I accidentally went in the wrong order? <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yep. It's okay. We'll just get you in a second. I'm sorry. I am going to uh, shoot a paralyzing dart at her. Crossbow bolt. Yes, I realize. She needs to make a con save. Alright. I'm gonna try not to use any fire damage on this. That's oddly kind of you. Winterra, does a 17 hit? It does not hit this. It does not hit this. Okay. Damn yeah, it. I don't, I don't know if you caught it. This is not Winterra exactly. Okay. Damn. Alright, well, that's my action. <laughs> Yeah, you, you fire this bolt, and as it is about to hit, one of the hands instead intercepts it, but it does not go far enough up the arm of it to impact the main body, so ultimately nothing comes of it. Backtracking slightly, as I am bad at reading, Arlo. <laughs> Alright, I got a lot of spells here. I got like, you know, got like healing word, guiding bolt, and... Magic weapon. Hey, look, banishment. I would like to cast banishment on Winterra. How many fourth level spell slots do you have? One more. Oh my god. god. This is my last one. I didn't realize you had that many right now. I mean, yeah, I get three. And I have used all of them as of right now. At ninth level? Yeah, dude. Huh. Yeah, I do too. I had three fourth level slots and I have one fifth level slot. Mm -hmm. I must have been thinking seventh level. Okay. Oh, no. Goddamn. That would be fucking crazy. Well, no, I was, I was thinking you had, like, only two. That's oh, was... no, 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 no. No, that, that's why I was confused. Like, how was I thought you were saying, like, seventh level spells. I was like, that would be obscene if I had any of those. Yeah, just, just a smidge. So, um, charisma save, 454. Yes, 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 I got it, I got it. Does an 18 pass? Yes, it passes. So you cast the spell, it finally goes through whatever was impeding you before, apparently does not have the necessary slots to continue this bullshit. <laughs> and you see the space around Winterra's corrupted form begin to warp, and then it lets out a guttural cry that completely nullifies the spell. How close is uh, safe to me? I would say, for simplicity's sake, 30 feet. Alright, 30 feet. Say, so, do you have like a melee weapon that you usually use? Uh, yeah, I have a sword. Like, do you like usually use it? Like, is it like a good sword? Have you ever seen me use a sword? I have not. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. It's a 1d6. That's all I get out of it. My crossbow's a 1d10. <laughs> Bookworm signs. How meta. Oh, wait. Hold on. This does not say melee weapon. But do I want to burn this? No, yeah, fuck it. Uh, I'm going to use my movement to walk over to say, and then use my bonus action to be like, uh, well, plan B, and then slap her crossbow and cast a holy weapon on it. Is that also a leveled spell? Uh, it is. It is a 5th level spell. 
you also already cast Banishment this turn. Ah, goddammit, never mind. I forgot. <laughs> you walk over, slap it, and nothing happens as you remember you need a six-second cooldown. Okay, so <laughs> instead, what I will do... Whatever, my fucking cantrips. I've been doing nothing for so long. For so long, I have done nothing. Oh, good lord. You go before me on the next turn, so you can always... Provided I remember to read it correctly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have anything else I can do. I don't, I've got nothing else I can do, so I'm just gonna leave it. That's it. <laughs> Alright. Back to Winterra. As you are berated by these voices and the two that seem oddly familiar to you, you begin to see something. A figure appears before you. They are impossible to make out as they appear to just be a shadow. But it is more than just the one there are three in total. Again, something about them just feels eerily familiar, but for whatever reason, you can't quite place it. And the center one speaks to you and says, You have forgotten who you are. You must remember. H how? We cannot tell you how. It is the burden of those who are lost. You must find your way back. Roll me another wisdom saving throw. That one's only a nine. You may roll again because of Sate's thaumaturgy move. Yay! Ooh, okay. That one's a 26. That one actually does it this time. <laughs> Yay! Shockingly, 26 does better than 9. Mm-hmm. So, the voice continues on and says, In order to find that which is lost, you must be willing to brave your fears. You must brave the fear. And behind him, a wall of fire erupts. I hate you so much. <laughs> and that's where we'll leave that for now. Back up to the top of the initiative order. The... Dark Tree Terra is going to pick up some rocks. Very large rocks. One might argue small boulders. And shuck them at you all. Rude. Well, Jordan, hold on. Are they large rocks or small boulders? Because there's a large distinction. They're somewhere in the middle. It is something science has not yet been able to fully document. My god. These rocks are beyond science! <laughs> uh, let's see, that is. It's gonna hit Bookworm. Oh, hey, just so I don't have to ask, like, on my turn, just, like, real quick. Is, uh, Winterra still considered a humanoid right now? 
No. Hella not. Fuck. As of right now, she is a monstrosity. Also, Arlo, can, can I safely assume that a uh, 24 will hit you? Um, no, because of my special, like, uh, character backstory skill, where if I don't want to get hit, I no, it hits, it hits. It hits. <laughs> and I'm going to assume that Saith A23 will probably hit you. No, oh, Jesus. God damn these yep. boulders. I rolled really well. You all take 19 points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, ow. Ouchies. Saith had the, sp- am- the house special, though, remember? I'm so goddamn mad that I stocked fucking holy weapon instead of fucking hold monster. <laughs> to be fair, it's not like you could have expected me to do this. I should have, really. At this point, I really should have. I mean, yeah, it is. It is kind of on you. We're never gonna like. I should. I should know better. To be like, well, what are we gonna fight? I don't know, you fucking friend. Something that you're not gonna want to directly fight. <laughs> but that you are willing to banish. Because we can, like, fucking, like, take a beat and then be like, alright, she'll be back in, like, a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then it says harmless demiplate. It is fully harmless. Where it's like, hey, you need to take a minute and calm down. <laughs> it's the go the fuck away spell. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was 19. Oof. Oofa doofa. As one might say. Oofa doofa indeed. I have but 51 HP left. Oh, man. Uh, can you roll me a strength saving throw, please? Whew, wow, barely. Both of you, by the way, to be clear. That's a, uh, 22. Okay, you're good. I only rolled a 12. Safe is knocked prone. Bitch. Yeah. That being said, it is now Bookworm's turn. And... She is going to walk over to Saith, well, run, really, (laughs) and help pick you up, and Saith, you notice Bookworm looks very uneasy, but it doesn't look like it has anything to do with your current situation. It looks like a more personal regret, or something that is upsetting her on a more intimate level. You all feel a breeze on the wind. And then you hear the voice of a young girl. <gasps> Arlo, safe! I think I can help Wintera. But I need you to hold her. Bookworm? <laughs> she looks at you and nods. Have you been able to do that this entire time? She looks away from you shyly, and then you hear another wind say, Wait, can we focus on Winterra first, please? No, I'll explain no, afterwards. I spent no, like 40 no gold on brush-up classes for my sign language to be cool about it, like to help him like be like, communicate better with you. What the hell, man? Way more important things happening right now! Bookworm, you're right. I mean, we got yes, you. more important things are happening. <laughs> We're definitely going to revisit this. You owe me 40 gold. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Our friend's a monster and she's trying to kill us. But real quick, like, what the fuck? You, I, I could have spent that on churros. Oh, my God. Canonically, Arlo now loves churros. <laughs> you know what? Not the worst thing you've decided about, Arlo. I can live with this. But that is going to be Bookworm's turn. Arlo, you're up. Oh, God. I have exhausted my plan three times in a row. 
don't know what the fuck to do. Why the hell didn't I stock Hold Monster? What is wrong with me? Hold Monster is so good. Yeah, it really would have helped. Fuck. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I am maybe developing a plan. I just need to read this thing that it might be helpful. Alright, I don't think I have the full um uh thing for magic circle here on this app. But I think I can just choose a type of creature and it like can't um like I can make a cylinder essentially. And I can either make it so that like it can't enter the cylinder or it can't exit the cylinder. So can I put a magic circle around Winterra and just say like uh, what is she like right now, a monstrosity? Yes. Or an aberration. She, she's a monstrosity. Is it fair to say that like a cleric would like be able to like recognize a monstrosity and say like no monstrosities exit this cir- magic circle that I make right now? Drew, I have so far told you that magic will not work for the first half of it, that melee largely will not work for it, and I have been throwing shit at you guys this entire time. I'm not going to be such a giant asshole that I say no, you can't recognize a creature type in a clutch moment. Alright, wait, hold on. My dickishness does have limitations, believe it or not. Okay, I'm going to magic circle around Winterra, set to monstrosities. And then, uh, like, Arl just, like, looks back at Bookworm and is like, Yeah, alright, um, I mean, I thought this was a less effective version of what I was trying to do, but I think this can also work. And he just, like, slams his hands on the ground and a bunch of runes pop up around her in a circle. And this big glowing cylinder pops up. And the the cylinder creates, like, a magical little, um, thing of, like, um, Arlo, um, sitting in his backwards chair going, Ah, 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 no, 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 waving his finger. I don't think this is what you meant, but what I just imagined was, like, the Kingdom Hearts mosaic floor, but just, like, the centerpiece is just Arlo in the backwards chair giving a thumbs up. That is not what I meant, but it is what I meant now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, not what I originally meant, but now it is. I love that. That's what I heard for some reason. I'm glad we decided it's canon. Is that going to be it for you? Uh, that is it for me. Um, in order to try to cross it, she has to make, like, a... Oh, no, they just can't cross it and let... Um, if they're using teleportation or interplanar travel to do so, then they can do a charisma saving throw to try to do it. Alright. Is that gonna be it for you? Uh, yeah, that's it. Alright, safe. How do you help restrain the giant tree bear monster? Uh, I'm gonna do, like, one of those... You know when they trip the AT-AT? In, in Star Wars? Are, are you going to attempt to trip a tree? No, I'm going to <laughs> Well. <laughs> well. Katie, <I'm... laughs> do I'm you know what the trees silliest look like? thing we've done. <laughs> Can I at least finish? No, I, I want har- to keep... harass you now. It's funnier. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm not sure what I was just trying to give a little bit of imagery, like when when they when they fly around the ad and they wrap the wire around their legs. Like she's gonna do that, but she's gonna wrap her grappling hook around the base of the tree. Okay, two two things. One, how dare you pronounce it at at? A T at A T. It's A T A T Walkers. Yes, thank you. Goddamn. Not to be confused with the A T S T Walker. Fucking fake Star Wars fans pushes up my glasses. Listen. Uh, but 
I, I will also go ahead and lend you a favor on this one and say if you would like, you may attempt to do the thing that might be slightly more helpful as this thing has a zero movement speed. You may instead retcon that to you try and wrap up the arms so Bookworm can go in without getting hit. Yes, that's what I was trying to describe to you guys. It sounded like you were saying the base of it, as in like you were just wrapping it around the trunk. Well, I'm gonna to trip a tree. Put the arms down against the tree. Okay. She was wrapping around the tree. Okay, okay, I get what you're saying now. It it was not clear. Uh, yes. Honestly, a better description would have been a maypole, like when they run around the maypole. I'm going to kill you guys. Just that's, that's, the, that's what she fucking does. Roll me an athletics check. Does she skip and like scatter flower petals as she like dances around the evil then maple? Safe and Katie are about to commit a murder today. <laughs> does a 14 pass? That's going to be a no. I already know it. I will say you do not manage to get all of the arms. I will say you get half of them. So okay. any opportunity attacks that may slash will incur uh, will be done at disadvantage. Okay. But we're going to slightly reverse the order on this one because it is more cinematically pleasing. And Bookworm is going to take the held action she had in round one, which is not a thing anyone will ever be able to do after this. Like I said, I'm cheating for the sake of cinematic effectiveness, so uh. don't ever ask me to do that. Okay, so I ask you to do that immediately after this. Got it. I will punch you square in the dick. <laughs> and she is going to charge at this creature, which is now going to make an opportunity attack, which is going to hit but she is not deterred by that it is not enough to down her it hurts a lot but not down her does she do like, a dramatic thing where she like she gets hit and then she like grabs the ground to keep herself from sliding back and then has a determined look on her face and she's like for love and then keeps charging forward I mean she can't talk but she thinks to In herself her mind. for love uh, no, she does not do that. It It's more of, like, because of her immense fear bolt strength, she takes the hit and then throws the vine hand off and then runs up to Winterra, who is still enveloped in this tree. And as she touches, makes contact with her head, a light emits as she thinks to herself, Winterra! And she casts Dream. Wintera, you are currently up against this giant flaming wall, being told that you need to face your fears in order to find anything. Your answers, a way out, and you shudder as you're still just a little girl in this instance. It's almost impossible to be able to overcome that until you feel a hand on your shoulder. You look up 
and you see a Fearbulg smiling down at you, reassuring you. She doesn't say anything. She just smiles. Next to her, you see a gold dragonborn and a purple tiefling also smiling at you to let you know that everything will be okay. And amidst all this, you also feel a hand hold on to yours. You look over and you see a gnome. You've never seen this gnome before, but somehow his presence is comforting. He says, It's okay. We'll handle this together. All of us. Okay? Yeah, okay. Do you brave the flames? She looks at the flames and breathes in very heavily and looks away for a second and then glances down at the hand that's holding hers and the hand that's on her shoulder and steals her resolve as only a child can. And she's going to go through it. As you steal your resolve and walk forward, you can't help but close your eyes as the flames begin to envelop you. And as the deafening roar of the flames surrounds you, you find that it soon dies down. And it is no longer a raging inferno around you, but rather the crackling of a bonfire. You open your eyes, and you find yourself alone in the middle of a forest clearing, with the large bonfire in the center and a cave off to the side. Look around and try and take in your surroundings, and then you realize, that's right, this is my home. That's my cave where my family is. Me, my mom, my dad, my brother. And then you feel something sweep past you. Two small figures bolt past, and it takes you a moment, but you soon recognize them. It's you. You and Erwin as little cubs carrying giant pails of water clearly too big for either of you to carry, the water sloshing around as you desperately try to keep as much of it in as you can, and the two of you enter the cave. You, as yourself, follow them into the cave, and what you see is your father, Ulrich, standing over Holly, your mother who is currently lying in a makeshift bed of straw and leaves. The younger versions of yourself go over with the pails and say, We got the water! We got the water! Is Mama gonna be okay? Ulrich turns to the cubs and places a hand on their heads and says, Don't worry. Your mother is strong. And she will get through this now as she did before. They look over to Holly, who gives them a reassuring smile, but it is clear that she is in some amount of pain. She then 
hunches over in pain and then looks over to Ulrich and says, It's time! Alright. Children, leave the pails over there and step back. Are you ready, my love? Holly nods weakly and says, Alright. Then go! And Holly lets out a fearsome roar that echoes throughout the night sky. And as the roar fades, it is replaced by the crying of a young infant that has just taken its first breath. Boric holds the newborn cub up to the light and lets out a gleeful smile and says, We have a son! We've been blessed with another one. Holly extends out her arms to see the child, and Auric hands her her new son. The baby begins to quiet as Holly looks at it, and then can't help but notice the two very curious cubs hiding behind their beast of a father. She chuckles to herself and says, Come, meet your new baby brother. The two wander over and peer over to see the new little baby finally wrestled. And a young Winterra says, What's his name? And as Holly looks down at the baby, it opens its eyes for the first time. And as she stares deep into his olive green eyes, she says, Oliver. His name is Oliver. The family stays like this for a moment, reveling in the birth of their newest member. When there is a sudden, loud crash heard outside, one of the logs in the fireplace had given way, and the loud noise caused young Oliver to begin to cry again. But before Holly soothe the young infant. It is Wintera who reaches out and holds his little hand in her own. Wintera, what did you say to young Oliver that day to soothe his tears? Oh, it's okay. It isn't so scary. It's just the fire saying hello. Besides, you're with your family now, and we'll always be here. He stops crying for a moment looks at you and lets out a little giggle. You, back in from your own perspective, look at this and you remember this entire moment and you realize while, yes, the flames can be scary, they also provide you with warmth and light. And in this one instance, well, yeah, it did scare the child. It wasn't there to hurt. The three figures once again appear before you, still shrouded in shadows, as the center one says, Do you still not realize who you are? I... 
No. There is still something. An inner darkness that blocks your ability to be found. It seems you need one final push. And the shadowy figure reaches out and with its ginormous finger pokes you square in the middle of the chest. And a black crystal, long since embedded, shatters. And you remember everything. Starting at the more recent memories of you all facing off against the necromancer, everything with damned, all of the friends you've made along the way, and even of the first night you spent after fighting the necromancer, when you went off in search of young Oliver and encountered Ash, Sasava, and Avasis as they cursed you and erased your memory of the event. And as the memories continue to flood in, you experience one that is both familiar and foreign to you, all at the same time. You find yourself, well, not you, but you remember the Fey Wild in Titania's chamber. She is surrounded by the other Fey Lords. Titania looks at them all and says, I am sure you are all aware that we have a new visitor from the Material Plane. Her name is Otolo, and she believes it is necessary for us to bridge the gap between our worlds, and has therefore asked us to send someone from our world there. I do not know of all of you, but I think this is a foolish endeavor. If she wants to truly bridge our worlds, I think what is needed is someone from there who understands us. Now, we do have Audelo here, and she will be staying with us for some time, but I believe our offering should be something a little bit more direct. She extends out her hand and says, Oberon, Meskimin, Valorian, if you would please. The three of them walk forward and place their hands on top of hers. A light transfers from them into the palm of Titania's hand, creating a small orb. She holds the orb close and says, This will be our gift. What allows the people of the Material Plane to understand the ways of the Feywild. It may take some time, and admittedly, may not work. But, I believe, if nothing else, it will make something truly incredible. The other Fey Lords nod, and Titania whispers into the orb and says, Find the one who should bear this power. Find us our shepherd. 
and she lets the ball go into the air. The orb finds its way over to a portal and goes into the material plane. It travels through the night and finds a cave in a clearing in the middle of a forest. Inside there is a shifter woman in the middle of her cries as she gives birth to a child. And as Ulrich holds the child up, he says, elated, We've a daughter! Holly holds her newfound daughter in her hands, and as Wintera opens her eyes for the first time, she reaches up and giggles. Holly thinks that she, her daughter is laughing at her, happy to see her mother for the first time, unaware that a young Wintera is actually laughing at the dancing bear, eagle, and wolf that are circling above. Wintera, you exit this memory and find yourself back in the initial memory of the clearing. And you now recognize the three figures that were there before you. In the center is Mesikamin. Next to him, you see Oberon and Ulorian, the Feywild lords of spring and summer. Mesikamin speaks to you and says, We have found you at last. I... I... I remember. I... I did not remember before, but... <sighs> you were only going to remember when you needed to. Now is the time. Our shepherd has been found. Oberon steps forward and says, Now you don't have to worry about some grand fate type deal. That's not what this gift was. The power is yours to do with what you will. What we have presented you is a destiny. One that you may use how you see fit. Ulorian steps forward and says, You may either choose to unite our two peoples and create a unity the likes of which this world has never seen. Or, you may use the powers in any other way that you see fit, protecting your world and others if it so pleases you. But the point is the power is yours, and the decision on how you use it is yours and yours alone. As this fades, we once again see Titania sitting in her throne in the present Fey Wild, and a coy smile stretches across her mouth. At last you have been found, O Shepherd of the Fey. And that is where we shall pause our tale for now. Hello everyone! This is your sometimes benevolent, often malevolent Dungeon Master, Jordan Roman, checking in at the very end to thank you all for listening. 
I apologize with how I sound. I'm just getting over something, so I'll keep this brief. Don't forget to stick around until after this so you can hear some bloopers that didn't quite make it into the end of this truly amazing episode. If you want to hear more about this episode and our thoughts on it, you can check us out at our Patreon at patreon.com slash agentsofdamned, where we have an exclusive after show, peek behind the screen, where we will talk about the events of this insane episode. You can also catch a full transcription of this episode, as well as all of our others, on our website, as well as full cast bios on each member of the Agents of Damned cast, and a link to our merch store, which you can also find at tpublic.com slash users AOD. We got a ton of fun merch there, including our logo, as well as some fun character stuff of each of the agents. <clears throat> you can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, Facebook is at AOD, Instagram, and TikTok are at Agents of Damned, and Twitter is at Agents of D. On Twitter, you can also talk to myself at Pokechap, Christina at Greekachu, and Katie at Missy Mystery. One day we'll get Drew on there, but for now, he is not. You may also join us on our Discord server, AOD, where you can chat with us, can submit character ideas, names, items, all that fun stuff. And if you're part of our Patreon, then you can even get into the Cool Kids Club and talk to us about some things maybe everyone else doesn't get to know about. I've also started streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash AODcast. I'm currently doing a run of Indivisible while our Damageless Pokemon Red run is on hold while I do all that horrid, horrid grinding. I swear, I haven't forgotten about it. I'm still doing it. But still, come check it out. A lot of fun. Don't forget to review our show if you can. That helps out so much. And share it with a friend. Until next time, bye! I'm trying to figure out a new dessert option for the menu. Apparently, people don't like dark chocolate anchovy grill parfait! Hmm. It is an interesting issue. Have you considered searching outside of our sales? Perhaps might I might recommend uh, Just Cheesecakes by Tina Rose. Who that? Who that? Why, Just Cheesecake by Tina Rose is local bakery that specializes in cheesecake found in southern Charlotte, North Carolina. As the name implies, they make cheesecake. that all? I mean, hell, I can do that! Oh, Betty, you misunderstand. They make so many. They have regular cheesecake, they have cupcake cheesecake. They have so many amazing options for you to choose from. Hmm, interesting. Where can I find them? You can find them on Facebook.com at Just Cheesecakes by Tina Rose. There they have all sorts of pictures of all of the different cheesecake that they make. And when you're ready to order, you can contact them there. Hmm, sounds good. I guess I'll give that a shot. Remember, Betty, it's just cheesecakes by Tina Rose.
So I realized that I'm missing something very valuable in order to play D and D. I'm just gonna run out to my is living it your, room. Is your real fucking quick. dice? Is it your dice? It's my, my dude? dice. They're in the living room. <laughs> cool. I'm sorry. Well, we're gonna have to wait for Katie because I rolled a I'm one. Just pause my audio. I guess. Don't, wait, don't, no, don't, don't, don't. Do pause. not pause your audio. Okay. Don't pause your audio. Just, just leave run. It. Cool. Just run. No you say run goes with everything. You say run goes with Katie forgot her dice. (laughs) 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 My dice. These are the dice that are going to roll me the natural 20 I need. (laughs) United States of Dice. Just need my headphones. Okay, I'm back. Is it Bookworm's druidic voice? No. Damn it. Let Daggy talk, he's working. Oh, God, do not! No. Oh! <laughs> Jordan, come on, man, don't refer Come on, to DM Daddy, Daddy, paint us a picture with words. <sighs> okay, alright. Tell us a story, DM Daddy. Okay, alright. Tell us the story with your Daddy shut words, it, shut, shut DM Daddy. <laughs> Continue. Yes, yes, Drew. Now here's your milky. Go sit off in the corner. Oh God, no! Oh, don't go. Bad touch. I need an adult. That just sounds like you gave me a sippy cup filled with a viscous liquid. Uh, Okay. Uh, Nope. Anyway, getting back to the actual serious moment. That's for right now. Is where we will leave that at. Sorry. Like the thing with Winterra. Yes, I. I caught that. <laughs> I'm not ending the episode. Don't worry. <laughs> Shortest episode ever. <laughs> the end. Fuck you all for listening. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? You gave a shit. Eat my dick. Ooh, Jordan. He just farts directly into the mic. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well. <laughs> Wait a minute, Jordan, you're telling me that 26 is more than 9? I know. Mathematically speaking, it doesn't add up. And yet, <laughs> it does. My whole life has been a lie. I thought Behold, it was 1, tr- 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 26, 9. I'm here to tell you that is in fact not the way the number system works. Mind blown. It's one, Mind two, three, four, blown. five, six, seven, eight, nine, twenty-six. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Great. Anywho. I even want to say that I made like a gentle actually never mind. I'll I'll talk about this later. Yeah, no, save it. We have much to discuss later. Yeah. Like you guys totally planning this ahead of time. <laughs> the prestige will come. <laughs>